Society has mistaken wealth to mean money and assets. The Wealth We Define podcast is focused on building generational wealth beyond the materialistic by focusing on our emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, and relational well-being. Together with a cohort of health and wellness advocates, we'll discuss ways to design your own path to true wealth on the Wealth Redefined podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Wealth Redefined podcast. Today I'm joined by Carly Nutter, wellness and lifestyle content creator. Carly, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm very happy you're here. It's been a pleasure again to know you. Um, but just you know, for those who don't know you, tell us about the content you create and just kind of the the, the brand that you've established for yourself on uh, on social media. Yeah, so um, I started off back in, gosh, probably 2015. Um, I had some health issues myself and really wanted to get to the bottom of like, how can I fix these? How can I help myself help others? Um, so I enrolled in the Institute for Integrative Nutrition okay. and got a health coaching certification. Didn't really know what I was going to do with it, to be honest, but I started just posting on Instagram um, healthy recipes and wellness and just kind of like holistic health advice and tips, things that were helping me through my journey. And um, it kind of just took off. I've grown it since then and amassed a pretty cool following um, that I you know, continue to share content with. It's definitely evolved, yeah. um, my content, but um, it's a side hustle of mine. I have a mm -hmm. full-time job. So yeah, I kind of kind of do a bunch of things. You do a lot. And <laughs> it was right after college, right, that um, you're dealing with those health issues. It was. And yeah, I think coming out of college is an interesting time for a lot of people because you feel a little lost. You're coming out of this little bubble and you're going into the professional world and you're dealing with that side of things. And when your health is thrown off, it's a whole nother aspect where it's like, what's going on? How do I write myself? How do I get this figured out? So um, it was definitely a tough time for me. But I've come a long way since then. That and, you know, just college doesn't lead to the most or the best decisions when it comes to your, your nutrition, right? Completely. I mean, <laughs> you're eating out, going out late night, drinking. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a lot of learning to do after college, I think, in terms yeah. of how to, you know, live a healthy lifestyle and really, like, grow into yourself and understand what's going to work for you specifically as an individual. Absolutely. And the the thing that you're, well, we talked about just what goes viral for you, but that you also started with was recipes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Recipes was the main thing that I started with. Um, I was really focused on the ingredients right. and like very, very healthy recipes when I first started. Like I didn't eat a lot of gluten or dairy or, um, and again, it's evolved a little bit since then just because of my perspective and my view on food has evolved. But um, recipes are still something people love. It's always going to be needed. People right, need right. to get inspiration and creativity in the kitchen to, um, you know, to make themselves healthy and delicious food so no and, and, and what I've seen too and then as you mentioned it has evolved right but yes and, and I would love to, to just get your, your kind of your take on that because as people start brands or the you know content creators and, and they really create this persona or the identity that people tend to keep you in that box for you know and, and that's yes. what it is right yeah um, but as you evolve, as you evolve as a person, as you mature, as you go through different experiences, like you were mentioning, that relationship to food changes also, yes, right? Absolutely. And, and now, like you've taken a very uh, well-rounded approach to, or a holistic approach to health and wellness. Yeah. So I think I, and a lot of people coming out of college, especially females, I think have this perspective. I used to think that food was the only thing, and like 
the only thing that was going to solve all my problems. So I wanted to lose weight. I wanted to look better physically. Um, it was all about food and what I was eating, what I was putting into my body. And yes, that is a very big part of it. And it still is. But there is so much more to what we put in our mouths um, that goes into our health and how we look and how we are, how we feel mentally. Um, I'm so much about like building strong re- relationships, finding spirituality, like, um, you know, focusing on career, mental health. There's so many things that if you really shift your focus a little bit and prioritize those things, you'll realize that food is awesome and there's a lot you can do with it, but it's not the only thing that's going to affect your physical well-being. Right. And it's still just a huge part too, because as we were talking earlier, you know, food is great when it's for energy yes. right? and, you, and you use it for the right reasons, Right. but it can also be a drug and very addictive one. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And I think that's what happens. People get so fixated on it and it's, it's such a big part of their mental capacity and what they're thinking about is like, oh my gosh, what am I going to eat? Or I need to eat this or like, I need to have something sweet after I eat. And it does turn into a little bit of like an addiction or a a, like obsessive compulsive type thing. Um, So I really try and focus on finding like such a balanced approach. And I know that word is a little bit overused, balanced, but I really do think it's important. I think it's overused because there's truth to it, right? Yeah, that's that's and probably right. <laughs> I would love for you to talk about this a little bit because you said something that it resonates with me, which is that, yeah, after meals, I want to <laughs> eat something sweet, right? And Don't I, we all? <laughs> but this is like, here's what the, the epiphany was for me, that I did a fast, like I was telling you, I like to fast. Yeah. And I, and I went like four days, I think, on a fast, with just no food, right? Just water. But the one thing I was like, okay, I'm giving up. I can't do any more than four days. And I went and had all-you-can-eat sushi. <laughs> Good for you. So, I yeah. God bless you. I don't know but, how you did oh, the it four was, days. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's tough. But what I noticed was that despite having eaten just an insane amount of food, right, I wasn't satisfied. It was that, that end of meal, you know, sweet mm-hmm. or whatever it was. I kind of, mm-hmm. And I realized that was my addiction. It yeah. was sugar. And I, I didn't realize how strong of an addiction. It is, it is crazy. And here's the thing. So I always preach. I don't, I don't know. That word is a little aggressive, but (laughs) I do preach like there's room for everything. And I am a sweets girl through and through. Like I love my chocolate, my gummy worms, like all that stuff. Oh, really? I do. Yeah. But the thing is, I, and I don't know, I'm not going to try and speak to the science behind it, but I know there is like a part of your brain that gets activated. That is a very, like the addictive part of your brain or whatever, when it comes to sugar. Um, and I do, I host something occasionally called the Wellnut sugar reset. And I do it where it's like a seven day, just learn about the foods that you're consuming that contain sugar that you would never think have sugar in them. It's obvious that you're, you know, chocolate and desserts and stuff like that, but you pick up a salad dressing or a barbecue sauce or bacon. um, Yeah. Bacon off the shelf. Like any sort of processed food usually has added sugar. And um, people have really, really found value in just the educational aspect of it. So it's not so much like don't eat sugar or you shouldn't eat sugar at this time of day. It's like, wow, if I know what foods have sugar in them and I can just make an educated choice on what I'm picking up and putting in my mouth as it relates to sugar, there's so much power in that. So um, 
that's a really cool thing that I feel like people have really loved. And you do feel really good after the seven days of no added sugar. Like it really like resets your brain and like fruit, like you eat a piece of fruit and it's like, oh my gosh, this like almost is dessert like because I haven't had sweets in so long. And it kind of turns off that switch that that makes you feel like you need sugar after every single meal. So yeah, it's a thing. It's a a real thing. Yeah. Now, because you kind of started off with, um, reading labels right that was that was that was a kind of the beginning of all this for you it was yeah now i don't without putting you on like on the spot here but has that really changed to where you really can't find things that are processed as much and you're having to you know create things for yourself or which is why the recipes you know have been such a huge part of your platform it's a good question i think it goes back to the education component so it's like now that i understand how to read food labels and i know how to look for certain ingredients i will gladly pick up something that doesn't have a perfect ingredient label and have in my pantry and know that you know i'm going to consume that um i think there's too much of the restrictive behavior around Mm. like oh my gosh i have to eat a perfect like ingredient list type food that's not my um semi thing anymore but i do very much appreciate cooking at home and i will always say if someone's on any sort of wellness journey that is one of the first things that you can do to help yourself is learn how to love cooking at home because you know exactly what you're putting into that food um i think there's a brain chemistry when you're eating that food too that it's like I created this. I spent time on this. I'm going to sit down and enjoy this um, versus, you know, eating something out that you're not really sure what was in it. You don't really know who prepared it for you. Um, so I think there's a lot to be said about being able to cook for yourself. Oh, 100 percent. And there's been, I've studies on it where just that fact alone of cooking for yourself leads to a longer, healthier life. Oh, my gosh. It's so much research. Alone, you know? Yes. So when, and that's, and that was actually going to be one of my questions was what advice would you give people when they're starting off on, you know, a health journey? But also just from, you know, the, the information overload that exists. Like, it's just too much information. There's too much. I even get stressed out. Like, yeah. and I have a pretty good handle on this stuff. And I see, I get confused. I'm like, wait, should I be doing this or that? Um, It is overwhelming. I think in this, again, might be a little bit cliche, but I think the biggest thing is to start small. If you have this huge long list of things that you want to do to improve your health, whether you want to look physically different, whether um, there's a condition that you need to fix or it's a mental health thing, I think that the first thing is starting small. You need to pick one thing, um, try and stick with it each day, and once you master that, you can move on to the next thing. But it's scientifically proven that if you try and overhaul you know, any part of your life or your day or your routine, you're not going to be able to stick with it. And I think people need to really, really think about that and understand like what is the first thing that they can do. Um, but if you're if you're asking from like a health and wellness perspective, I would say my number one thing is incorporating movement into your day every single day. And that is not even food related. And a lot of my page is food related. But I think being able to move your body every day manifests into so many a- other areas of your life. It just when you have that mental strength from moving your body and getting those endorphins and um, you just are going to exceed in so many other areas of your life. It might give you the motivation to cook dinner that night because you got up and you worked out and you feel good and you're like, I'm ready to cook tonight. (laughs) 
That's such a good point, though. It is. I mean, it's just getting started, right? Yes. Because mm-hmm. even the cooking is the movement part. And if you're oh not gosh, feeling sure. it, yeah. you're not going to try to do it. Exactly. <laughs> like, um, so how has that now played a role where as you've become more, and you mentioned this a little bit earlier, you know, the difference between posting and the stories, right? And, and coming like yeah. different audiences, yes. right? But how has that changed where you personally have found value in it but also from the feedback that you're getting um, within your community, within the platform that your followers are saying, you know, are they asking for certain things uh, or are you just noticing that within you it's important to communicate what you're experiencing? That's a really good question. It's a little bit of both. Um, people will ask me for things and I always want to deliver on what people are asking for. Um, so I absolutely take that into consideration. I ask my audience often, you know, what can I create, what what's going to help and be most valuable to you. Um, but as I go through my life and I experience things and I find things that are helpful for me or that weren't helpful for me, I want to make sure like I'm sharing my real authentic journey with my followers too. That's like one of my main things. Like I want to show up as real and raw and authentic as I possibly can. And I think that you know, anyone can go on the internet and post recipes and, you know, get people to love their content because of the recipe. But I want people to know me and know what my story is because I feel like there is so much that I can help people with just through my own experiences. So I really do try and kind of do um, both of those things. Well, and I think you're focusing on the things that are important, right? Which is, and you're talking about them. So say like fitness and, you know, not just food, right? But um, spirituality, like you you mentioned in mental health. But even that, without saying it, is the community aspect of it. Because being in a relationship is is everything. Oh my gosh, yes. You know, the the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your relationships. Oh, absolutely. um, I just saw someone post about a study about... um, like the importance of community in people's lives. And it is just astounding the numbers that you see when people are part of a community and they feel belonging and they feel um, supported. It's, it's like a pillar of a healthy lifestyle. And so just like creating the community that I have online and making people feel like they're a part of something um, is really important to me. And how has that evolved for you given that, you know, it is online. Yeah. Um, like, what are you noticing? For me and for the whole platform, it's that it's not enough to just be online, right? That It's to be offline as well. But obviously, you you, you know, you're dealt with this limitation of it is what it is, right? Yeah. And not everybody's going to be local to you. Right. So so how do you manage that? How do you create that? How, do you, how have you done such a good job of, of creating a community around this? That's also, you're asking great questions. (laughs) Um, And it is funny because people come, you know, you can't help where people are seeing your stuff on the internet. They can be anywhere. Um, So I think it is really just showing like my true colors and showing up as I am so that people get to know me. And like, if they like that and they want to continue following me, they might tell their friend or like their mom or um, something like that. And that's how people kind of then come and find my page aside from just like, you know, a recipe popping up on their explore page. Um, But I am now that we're, you know, much past pandemic life and all of that, I am really interested in bringing people together um, in person. I think that there's a ton of value in bringing people together in person. And I actually was just talking to my audience about doing a like Chicago girls meetup and uh, a ton of people were interested in that. So I know that there are people that, that want to be together in person and, and expand their network too. Um, But it is challenging for people that don't live in Chicago and that I'm reaching just 
digitally, you know. No, and it is, but you're obviously offering some, you know, support, help, and encouragement through not only the content that you produce, but your story as well, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And on that, what have you noticed when you first started this, and and it was health-related for you, that, you know, to avoid the pains of of the the health issues that you were going through and, and starting on this journey, what have you noticed beyond just the physical, right? Because you set out to get in shape too, and that was like something that you did, right? Yeah. But what have you noticed from your life, like mentally, emotionally, spiritually, oh right? What, how, how, how have those um, habits changed all of that? Those things are so much more important to me now than my physical appearance will ever be. I And don't get me wrong, I'm all for wanting to um, get in shape or tone up. Like That's very important to me too. But um, the way that just like starting off with food and talking to people about food and then understanding that there is so much more to life than that and specifically how the habits that I have in my daily routine are affecting my mental health, which then, you know, affects every other area of my life is is just so important. Like I even say, and and people who have followed me for a long time know this, like I wake up and I move my body, not for the physical benefits even, I move my body for mental health. Same. Um, and I think that that then translates into how I show up in my relationships, how I show up in my career. Um, you know, I think that there is a lot that I talk about that relates to self-growth and confidence because all of those things are manifested from how we spend our days and the little things that we do each day. And I think that if you can use those daily healthy habits to um, strengthen your self-confidence and self-growth, like you're on your way to a better and more well, well-rounded lifestyle. Um, all absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And I honestly didn't, I didn't. I don't. I don't like working out. It's not like it's a thing. <laughs> a for lot me. of people yeah. don't. <laughs> oh, I really don't. Yeah. yeah. But to your point, though, is that I didn't like it because I associated it to the physical aesthetic, right? Mm-hmm. Of, like, eh, I'm just not like that interested in looking amazing for whatever, just yeah. to look amazing. But the mental aspect of it is everything. Oh, it's everything. And I think one <laughs> thing too that I want to mention there is finding something you love is so important. And people will roll their eyes at that because they're like, I don't care what kind of exercise it is. I don't love it. But truly, there is so much out there now. Like you can work out from your living room floor. Yeah. You can go to all these amazing classes. You can go to your um like apartment gym. There's just you can walk. Like there's I was going to say just even walking. Walking. Oh my gosh. I I think that became a trendy thing during the pandemic too because so many gyms were closed and people had were stir crazy. Um yeah. but I know I for sure picked up a lot more love for walking during that time and even now I will force myself when it's gray and cold out here yeah. 10 minutes 15 minutes walk around the block it just can do so much for you and it, anyone can do it and, and yeah and the benefits are insane like, oh my even gosh. from burning fat like oh yeah like it's there I've again researched it but they don't know why steady state cardio too it's you know if you like that's there's something to be said about you know doing just walking or um, I can't even be running too, but something more low impact is. Yeah, the running is not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> not <laughs> really a runner you. myself. <laughs> but I do like Audible and you know yeah. the podcast. So yes, it's mm-hmm. always a good time to catch up on that. Absolutely. What's the biggest thing you've had to learn or overcome through this journey, both you know personally, professionally, but that you know was was something that you really had to work towards. Um, yeah, just evolving from. Well. 
I'll say it was really, really scary to put myself out there at first, just from like the perspective of starting my page and knowing that I had value that I wanted to bring to people and that I could help help people in some way, but putting yourself out there online, especially me because I wanted to show up on stories, I wanted to show people glimpses into my day, um, I really had to overcome the fear of just what people would think of me. And um, I definitely have now done that. So that's one thing. Um, I think another thing was not, and I, I touched on this a little bit, but not being so restrictive. So if we're looking at it from like a food perspective, when I first started, like I said, I was very focused on ingredient labels and making sure things I was eating were super, super healthy. Um, actually letting go of that a little bit and understanding that there is room for everything and that I can still look and feel my best, you know, incorporating all the good stuff too. Um, I really had to change my mental capacity around that. Um, and I feel so much better as just a human being since being able to do that. And so I really try and help my followers do that as well. It's overwhelming. I mean, when you're having to follow. Oh my gosh. Every little detail and worry about it. And it probably creates way more stress in you than just letting go and 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 like the havoc it would cause on you. And you know what? Sometimes when you're eating something and then being stressed out about eating it, that's going to do so much more Uh, negative things to your body than if you were to just like eat the ice cream, enjoy it and move on with your day, you know, stressing out about it and putting your body in that state of tensity and stress is just, it's not good for you. Absolutely. No, I totally agree. (laughs) And and I want to touch on what you said earlier, just about, um, you know, giving into or or you know, having to overcome what people's opinions are of you. Mm-hmm. Now, it seems like you're really confident, and I'm sure that this journey has, has contributed to that confidence as well. But what advice would you give to people when it comes to that? Because I think that is such a, a, a debilitating uh, quality for people is that they care too much about what others think. It is. It is. And I feel like it's it's easier said than done. But I think that you just, you know, anyone listening, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like you just have to remember that you are such a unique and special person and you have so many gifts and special things to bring to this world that may not look like your neighbor or may not look like the next person, but you just have to trust in yourself and know that like you have so much to offer and you have to find those things and talk yourself up and hype yourself up and understand like we all have strengths and weaknesses. So when you find your strengths, you got to play on those, be confident in it, trust yourself. And I think that takes you a long way that's huge no absolutely so now that you've you know really evolved and and you have found that for you spirituality mental health i mean your physical health right or not even physical because you're doing it for those reasons right but now what does that look like for you in terms of the brand moving forward like what can people expect yeah it's a good question and we were talking about this a little bit before too but um i do feel like a lot of people find me because of my recipes which is awesome i still you know i love cooking it's so so special to me but um i i really have a passion for talking about just real life and like i said the growth and confidence and mindset and motivation and all of that so um my goal is to really try and weave that in as much as possible and reach people who are interested in in hearing about that too um right now my instagram stories are a place that i use to really just get a little bit more raw and talk to people about those types of things there's definitely still food stuff going on there too um but i'm trying to kind of use that side of it to just really connect and people seem to to gravitate toward toward that 
and I think it'll just continue to grow because yeah. you have an incredible story and um, the energy you put out there is amazing and Thank you can you. tell that you really do care uh, about do. people so that's awesome how can people connect with you find you uh, on social media yeah so you can find me at the well nut um, that's nut with two t's I feel like there's a little confusion with that sometimes <laughs> is there um, a walnut with one t you know there is okay <laughs> so wait, two t's make sure you put two t's at the end <laughs> yeah two t's at the end um, I'm also on tiktok I'm soon to be launching a website um but yeah that's where you can find me and i'm always happy like i love when people reach out to me via dm um i love to get to know people that way so never be shy if you want to connect in that way i would love that that's awesome well thank you thank you for sharing that and thank you for sharing your story and just being a part of our community yeah thank you so much for having me